are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Wednesday. We talked about David Griffin's press conference yesterday. We're going to focus in on Stan Van Gundy's today, a little bit more nuts and bolts of how the team might look. What are they going to look like offensively? How are they going to succeed offensively? I'll play you what Stan Van Gundy said. Then on the defensive side, where do they need to improve? How do you balance what you're going to do offensively with what you're doing defensively? I've got the quotes for him as well. And then as we wrap up the show today, we'll be looking at Zion and Steven Adams. How does Stan Van Gundy think they can both succeed out there on the court together? Let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So yesterday, David Griffin talked about how the Pelicans offense was still going to try and be playing in transition, maybe differently than what they did under Alvin Gentry, but getting out and running and having a lethal transition attack, I believe was his line. Stan Van Gundy is coached slower teams historically in the NBA, so it doesn't quite match up there. Let's hear what he has to say, though, about having a lethal transition attack for this Pelicans team. I have said this um, when I've been broadcasting. I I think um, the pace stats are are a little bit deceptive to begin with because not in all cases, because certainly you had Milwaukee leading the league in defense and running off of it. But, but a lot of times if you're hard to score against and you're making the offense, the other team's offense take more time because you do a good job defensively, the pace of the game slows down, particularly if you're a defense that's good, but not based on creating turnovers, the pace will slow down. And so sometimes I know even preparing for teams, you'll, you'll look at teams as, what I think is a good running team. And then you look at the pace and fast break points, which are really pretty, I think, poorly defined anyway. Um, and, the, and the numbers will be low. So um, I do think my teams have run better than the numbers will show, but, but it is different. I, I haven't had, um, I really haven't had guys that, um, could attack in transition the way that, say, Eric Bledsoe can. I haven't had guys, I don't think anybody has guys who throw the ball ahead as well and as willingly as Lonzo does. Um, And so we've got some advantages in transition and certainly want to play to that, and that will require some adjustment for me in the way that we play offensively. But I think the biggest thing is, um, to make our transition game as good as it can be. And I already, I just mentioned Milwaukee. We got a guard. I mean, I, I don't know if you can be 20th defensively and be a lethal transition team. You just don't get enough, enough opportunities to get out and run. And you can push the ball when the other team scores. And we will try to play faster off of those situations than I am used to. But I don't think you're going to, you know, light the world on fire in transition if you're taking the ball out of the net all the time. I found it interesting that he said this because when you look at the Pelicans in transition last year, they played fast. Obviously, the pace was there and they played in transition 17.4 percent of the time. 
That is seventh most in the league. But when you look at their efficiency in transition, they actually ranked just outside the bottom third at 19th, uh, scoring pretty poorly in terms of points per possession. They weren't good there. Um, they scored, where where'd the numbers go? 1.10 points per possession. Number one is Phoenix at 1.2. There's That's a significant gap there. And the Pelicans ranked in, there you go, the 35th percentile in terms of efficiency of scoring in transition. Partially because you're inbounding the ball after teams had scored, and you can't get out and run if you're inbounding it and taking the ball out of your own net. You can you can try and do it, and clearly the Pelicans did, but it's not going to make you an efficient team because other teams have had a chance to get back, get set, and they can guard you a little bit easier so you don't get those efficient transition opportunities. So Stan Van Gundy realizes this and probably wants them to cut down on some of that, that they'll still try and do it, but... Obviously, transition is going to start on the other end of the ball, the defensive side of the ball. And if you want to get out and run, you need to pick someone's pocket. You need a block shot. You need to secure a defensive rebound to go out and try and then run off of that non-make. And that's how you're going to be able to do it. So the fact that Stan Van Gundy realizes this is encouraging for a number of reasons. With the primary one being, well, if the defense isn't good, he's probably going to adjust how they're going to try and play their offense. And you'll see more half court. You'll see things slow down a little bit more. But by still trying to be a transition team, you're seeing him try to maximize a number of the guys out there. That maximizes Lonzo Ball. That was kind of a hot topic. And we're going to talk more about him later in the week, either tomorrow or Thursday, with some of the comments from Stan Van Gundy, with some of the comments from David Griffin as well. Um, and I want to get into that. But he is good at pushing the ball forward. And he's good at rebounding, which means he can grab the ball and go. So he still very much has a place on the team for what they're looking to do right now. But if the defense falls apart, it is probably going to impact this team offensively too because they're not really built for the half court with some of the guys that they have. They don't have as much spacing out there as other players do. But there's still ways to do that, and we'll look at more of that in the third segment when we get into what Stan Van Gundy says about both Zion and Steven Adams out there on the court. But Stan Van Gundy clearly said it's all going to start on the defensive side of the ball. So let's hear what he has to say coming up in the next segment about what the Pelicans plan to do to address issues on that side. Before we get to that, though, today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. I eat one of these things every single day, and I even actually look forward to eating one of these things every single day, which is not something I'd ever said about a protein bar before. And look, these things are packed with everything you want. They're low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. They have some that are 19 grams of protein and 180 calories, or some that have still a ton of protein in them, 17 grams of protein and just 130 calories, so you're not wasting all of that cardio time that you did but these things are awesome because they're just delicious that's the most important thing i think out of all of this is that they taste so good they're covered in 100 real chocolate they're soft they're easy to chew they come in delicious flavors like caramel brownie cookies and cream lemon almond cheesecake peanut butter brownie mint brownie we could go on and on and on built bars are delicious you've got to give them a try try them instead of whatever you're normally eating as a protein bar and you're going to be hooked on these things you're going to be coming back for more go to builtbar.com use promo code locked on you're going to get 20% off your next order that's promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com 
So shows coming later in the week. I want to look at Zion at the three from David Griffin's comment the other day. I want to take a look a little bit more at Lonzo Ball, dive into some of the comments from both David Griffin and Stan Van Gundy, give you a bit of a preview of their seasons too. Where do they need to improve? These are two very important guys, you could say, on this team. So we'll dive into Zion at the three and Lonzo in the backcourt coming up more in the rest of the week. Okay, so we just heard Stan Van Gundy about the team on the offensive side of the ball, but he's known as a defensive coach. Let's hear him talk about where he thinks the Pelicans need to improve and some of the defensive principles he wants them to have going forward. I would identify three right off the bat, Will. Number one, we just talked about, we got to get back. Like we can't be giving up easy buckets in transition. Um, number two is, uh, we've got, well, I'm going to give you four, actually. Number two is, We've got to keep the ball out of the paint. I think we've really got to um, commit ourselves to keeping the ball out of the paint. Uh, we gave up 52 points a game in the paint last year. Um, you know, I, I don't think that you, you can build a sustainable defense around that. So, um, you know, we have to be able to to take care of that. Um, what sort of goes along with that and helps uh, is we've got to cut our fouls. You know, we, we gave up almost 25 free throw attempts a game last year too. So if you're giving up 52 in the paint and you're giving up 25 free throw attempts, you know, it, it, it gets really, really difficult uh, no matter what else you do and no matter how hard, how hard you can. And then the fourth one is we got to be a better defensive rebounding team. So we were a really good offensive rebounding team that got a lot of second chance points and a really poor defensive rebounding team that gave up a lot of second chance points so if we could do those four things you know get back really commit to keeping the ball out of the paint cut down on our fouls and uh and block out and rebound a lot better as a team uh i'd be pretty happy so all four of those areas it's not really a surprise that he said them it's good that he acknowledges that the pelicans weren't good in that when looking at this team last year the number of shots they gave up in the restricted area was a huge concern they gave up the most shots in the restricted area over 33 per game they did one of the better jumps defending the shots actually at the restricted area they were like in the top 10 when it comes to defending that in terms of field goal percentage against however the you still don't want to be doing that they team still shot 62.3% against the Pelicans at the rim. That's lower than other teams, but when you're giving up that amount of volume, those points in the paint, yeah, you're good. You're going to end up kind of losing that. And the Pelicans really struggled defensively because of it. And it's going to hurt their offense going back to what Stan Van Gundy just said. When you're inbounding the ball, when teams can get back, it's not really going to work. They also definitely gave up too many second chance points as well. You really did not like to see all of the offensive boards that teams grabbed and then put back easily against New Orleans. I thought they struggled in that, even if the numbers don't necessarily bear that out. And I'm glad to see that Stan Van Gundy agrees. In terms of transition defense, we'll get back on to that here in a second because I want to play a clip uh, from him as well regarding that. But it's all areas that the Pelicans need to improve, but these are all areas that Stan Van Gundy teams have largely done well during his tenure. Some of it's players, some of it's not, but you heard him. Some of this is more what you're going to hear in a second. It's not so much about the players. It's just more energy and effort, and that's really the number one thing when it comes to the defense. Now, David Griffin spoke yesterday, said they've kind of done a makeover in terms of the makeup of the team. I have my concerns about that because I do think it's going to start with Zion and Brandon Ingram and adding Steven Adams into this isn't going to change that much, in my opinion. 
But we'll see. I'm hopeful that I'm going to be wrong about this because if the Pelicans want to do anything this year, it's really going to start on the defensive side of the ball. They're going to hopefully do better than that uh, than they did last season. We'll see, though. I'm concerned about some of this for the Pelicans, but under new coach, new voice, maybe that kind of changes everything for them, and that's what they need to kind of turn things around on that side of the ball. Now, Stan Van Gundy does have some interesting comments on what they're going to do for transition defense, an area the Pelicans really, really struggled in last season, and an area where it shouldn't be too hard to improve on that. But there's some concern because Zion Williamson is a great offensive rebounder, so is Steven Adams, and if you're crashing the glass that much can you get back and defend in transition and it's a good question uh i have always highly valued transition defense um you know i i just think it's something that if you're willing to focus and make the effort that it's not really personnel based that you can be a good defensive transition team um you know i've never had two guys playing next to each other who were both that good of offensive rebounders. And, and then we've got guys like Josh Hart um, and even Lonzo as a point guard who are pretty capable offensive rebounders. And, and I think one of the things that we have to monitor as the year, as the year goes on is as we give guys a little bit more freedom to attack the glass um, are we getting more than we're giving up? I mean, it, it's a pretty easy, you know, thing to track. And, you know, we have to see how that goes. I do think it's essential that the guys who are not offensive rebounders are back quickly right on the release of the shot. I think our effort in transition is going to be huge no matter what we do on the offensive glass. And then I think understanding what we're trying to accomplish in transition uh, is a big one. And it is it is something that we will spend a lot of time on daily is our is our transition defense. So while our offensive rule rebounding rules may be in flux a little bit, um, you know, as we go into the season, what we our philosophy in transition and our uh, you know, the time we put into it uh, will not be in flux. It's something we will emphasize uh, starting on Sunday. It, it, honestly, um, that it'll be the very first thing we go on the court and uh, and talk about is transition defense, right? From our offensive rebounding rules to getting back will be the very first thing we address basketball-wise um, when we start practice on Sunday. So this is going to be a really important area for New Orleans to approve upon. They were third worst in the league in terms of opponent scoring in transition, giving up 1.16 points per play. Seventh percentile, third worst. Team scored, shot against the Pelicans 56% from the field and had an E field goal percentage of 63.6. That is a lot. Teams also got to the line almost 13% of the time against New Orleans in that and drew shooting fouls 12% of the time. Those are high numbers all across the board and basically gifted opponents 21 points per game. If you can cut that number down even half to 10 points per game, a third to 14 points per game, it's pretty significant, I think. And it's saving you a lot of what you need to do while you're still trying to punish them on the offensive glass. So it's a balancing act, but as Stan Van Gundy has said before, it's just one of those things. You just got to get back. It's it's not so much 
anything that is scheme-based or what have you, you've got to learn what he means by rules of offense or rebounding is who goes for it. What are the situations when you do go after an offensive board versus not going after, after an offensive board? And if you can get back and get set... Well, then you eliminate a lot of those things. I like what he said is just once the shots released, get back. Don't stand around and watch. You're either going for the board or you're getting back. Don't just stand there and watch it and wait to see what happens. You need to react and um, move immediately, almost instinctual. If they can coach that, the Pelicans will improve even slightly on the defensive side of the ball. Just right off of this alone, and given the numbers I just told you, it's an area that the Pelicans really need to try and improve upon. And Stan Van Gundy clearly sees it as a huge issue if it's the first thing that the team is going to address when they really get into practice uh, starting on Sunday. So coming up, how does he see the Steven Adams and Zion Williamson combo work? And we'll get into that in just a second. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team, about the association, the league as a whole, and gearing you up for the start of the season. Basically, when you're listening to this, it's like three weeks away, 21 days. That is going to be here before we know it. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So the Pelicans are going into the season with the starting front court being Steven Adams and Zion Williamson. Two very talented players, sure, but something that is, as David Griffin said yesterday, not quite fitting that space and pace model that the rest of the league seems to be going for. They're talented, but does Stan Van Gundy have a vision for how these two are going to work together in the front court? And let's hear what he has to say. Find me a four and five uh, together anywhere in the league. Um that's as physical as those two guys. I mean, you know, I, I was, when, when we made that trade, I said, look, the one thing I know for sure, um, you may come in here and shoot the ball great. You might find a way to beat us. You're not punking the New Orleans Pelicans um, ever with those two guys next to each other. So we got two really physical guys, two really strong, long guys, two elite offensive rebounders. We got guys that are capable of being great screeners. They are both high-level finishers around the basket in a different way. Zion obviously finishes at the rim and over the top of people, top three in the league in finishing at the rim. Steven, like, is a really interesting guy, as you guys know, because you've seen him so much. I mean, he's this big, strong guy, and he's got that really soft touch in the lane. Like, he gets the ball in a pocket pass, and puts up that little floater. I mean, it's, it's pretty interesting to watch. So, you know, on the interior at both ends of the floor and on both boards, we should be very, very good. And then I think they're both very capable passers and they're going to have to be as interior passers because, you know, we're going to be a little bit different than almost everybody else in the league in that we'll spend a good part of the game playing with two guys who are not stretch. Neither one of them are stretch shooters. I, I like it in, in this sense, Christian. The thing I like is I like being different than other teams, okay? I think it takes maybe a little bit longer to develop. It'll take them some time because everybody's sort of used to playing in a different alignment. Um, but, but I think it's good that when you come play the New Orleans Pelicans, the game's going to be different than the game you play every other night of the week. I think it makes it more of a challenge for people to play us. I think that can turn into an, an advantage for us. 
So what he goes into there is something we'll get into tomorrow a little bit with Zion Williamson playing the three. And that basically means moving him more away from the basket. Don't think so much as small forward. Just where is his position out there on the court and whatever lineup combination that they're running. There's other ways to create space for guys. There's other ways to create space for Zion Williamson than playing four out basketball with four guys around the three point line bombing threes and creating space for him down low. You can still create space through screens, through off ball movement, through creative passes. And obviously that's something that the Pelicans are looking to be able to do. They definitely see themselves being a more physical team, particularly in the half court, especially by crashing the offensive glass and bodying people up, pushing them out of the way and getting those easy second chance opportunities where you just get a put back and you shoot like 70, whatever percent of it, you know, whatever it might be on those type of opportunities. So yes, you don't have a court spacing big next to Zion, but because he's such a good screen setter, because they do do think Zion isn't a traditional post up back to the basket big where yes you might need then to have more shooting around him but because he's so talented you can get him the ball and create some space by going through different actions out there in the half court I think that's what they're looking for just the toughness thing seems to be nice and adding to that and the Pelicans have said repeatedly they think they fixed or added a lot of grit and toughness to this team, a little bit of nastiness, and that we certainly all agree that they needed that. And they add, they did add that in Steven Adams. I don't think it'll change the complexion and the makeup of the team overall, but they definitely added that. And I think that's a good thing. So that's where we're going to stop for today's show. You heard more from Stan Van Gundy on the offense, the defense, and how he wants to play Zion and Steven Adams together. We'll have more on Zion tomorrow, him being the three, really kind of break it down. We'll look at Lonzo Ball the rest of the week. We'll hear from other players and people associated with the team as well. I'm looking forward to it. Make sure you listen in this week, especially because there's a lot going on as we gear up for training camp, which kind of officially starts on Sunday. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.